0: I used to love this old joke, and it was really funny with the, the girls, always the young girls, and when they talked, would use their hands a lot and wave them through the air like massive sign language and just, you know, just get out of control. And the joke was, if you handcuff them, they couldn't talk. <laughs> the funny thing is, that's a natural part of communication. They're called illustrators. We're going to discuss what they are, how they're used, what to look for when you see them, and what the benefits are to having them. So illustrators. White people illustrate speech as it's spoken. That's what we're going to talk about right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. Ah, the fun of illustrators. I don't remember who came up with this term. It makes sense, though. I mean, you're like drawing pictures with your hands. It's kind of how we give emphasis to words and phrases. It's one of the reasons why we do it. And it's subconscious more often than not. Like I said, it's it's like you're drawing a picture with your hands. Sometimes when you've done it or seen people do it, even if it's just in a TV show, that's kind of what they're doing. It's almost like they're acting certain things out. Now, it is typically usually the hands, and that's what most people see. But sometimes we can see it with certain parts of their face, like their eyelids, especially the upper portion of their eyelids and the brow, the fro-brow. Part of that plays into it. So even if you haven't seen it recently or don't do it yourself, yourself, go, go look at something, anything where somebody's talking with their hands and then pay real close attention to the eyebrows, the upper eyebrows or upper eyelids and the brow area there and see if you can identify the movements and things that change there, especially when they go along with their hand movements. It's so funny because if I was doing this on video right now, you'd laugh because I'm actually using illustrators as I talk, which I don't normally do, but I'm doing it right now because I'm checking my notes but doing it like I'm demonstrating what it is. And then I'm thinking, nobody's actually watching this. So based on years of studies, and there's tons of science to look up on this, one thing we know for sure is this is acquired habit. You're not born with it. You learn this from your environment. Now, of course you can learn it at home, all kinds of ways. Again, you can watch TV and your favorite TV show as a kid, especially when you're young and impressionable and learning things. And somebody uses a lot of illustrators, you can pick it up that way. You can pick it up from a family member. You can never have it and eventually go to school and make a friend or have a teacher there that does it that has an impact on you, even if you don't realize it, and you can pick it up that way. It could be cultural to your entire town or region in this country, but things like this are definitely adopted, and it doesn't take long to adopt these habits. It doesn't have to have years of exposure. It could happen just after a few weeks. Think of things like religious institutions. Even if you only go there once a week and you go there and that's you follow a certain... Protocols, certain ceremonies, and somebody talks with their hands it could happen that way. In the military, where they really hate when people do that, some people learn it there. And it's exposure, typically, though, over the long term. And you just adapt and change your environment. It's one of the things that people pick up. Now, is this an indicator of deception? No. It's something we learn from our environment. It's kind of like people that travel. Let's say they go to Europe somewhere, like specifically to a country like England, spend a lot of time with the people. They stay there for eight months, they come back, and they actually sound like they have an accent adopted behavior. So for deception, we actually don't care that they're there. What we're looking for is a decrease in use, something less than usual. So less than usual. What's usual? Usual is when we use that term baseline. Again, just like establishing baseline, just like talking to a detainee trying to elicit information, anything you're trying to do, the more prior exposure you have somebody, the better. That's why I sometimes say You know, these certain things don't, don't try these on your loved ones. These are bad when you get caught. However, these other things and questionings you should try on your loved ones, these certain ones, because you know them really well. And you'll be able to pick up on those changes and identify the consistencies that you subconsciously already have. So it's not just that it's a decrease it's a decrease more than usual. So let's say you're having a conversation. Somebody uses a lot of illustrators. They're talking for six, seven, eight minutes. Part of that conversation. You ask them another question, complete change of thought. No more illustrators. They get solemn, sad, and quiet, and then you go back and they get more excited about something else. Doesn't mean that's deception. Could just be questions. Questions you ask are a big part of that. Could just be the subjects you're on. People tend to use the illustrators a lot more with things they're excited about and want to communicate and share. And they also tend to use them when they're having difficulty finding words, finding phrases, or figuring out how to share the importance of this information. So they use them. So you have to find that pattern and figure out which areas they're using and which areas they're not. What's what's usual for this type of conversation in this moment and look for something noticeably less that alone itself doesn't mark deception. You got to look for all those other indicators we always talk about because there's always three or more, sometimes five to eight. This is kind of like sometimes people do it. It's almost like they're snapping their fingers or they're rolling their hands over and over again. I can't find that word. What's that word? And then you help them out. It's that kind of thing. That's part of the reason we use them. We can't find that word. We can't emphasize this enough. We can't find that phrase. Maybe we just had a slip of our mind for a second because it's moving too fast, and we just want what we're being said to get across, but we can't find those words. Big part of it. It also shows people sometimes that we're trying to complete our thoughts, that we're thinking in process. Sometimes when you see people do this, and in, we start paying attention, just to kind of realize why it's happening. And when you see those situations where they're trying to complete their thought. Go back and listen to that iAccess queuing one I did last year. You may notice some internal dialogue that's very common. And sometimes you may notice, notice construction. So it'll probably be one of the two, if not bouncing between both, while they're trying to complete that thought and letting you know they're not done talking yet. Okay, but what about when we have what we believe is the baseline usual and then it increases? Big increase. Well, you can actually coincide that a lot with the situation, the environment, what's going on typically going to come because of things like they're excited about something maybe it's excited in a bad way or they just love talking about this subject it could be distressed could be anger which you should have already identified or agitation those are some of the more common reasons why we might see an increase in illustration but when you're looking at the decrease for deception there's things you want to follow through with their statements and words you're going to have to use some of these other techniques in combination with this because again clusters Things like they're not emotionally invested in the statement. Now the question is, should they be? We've used examples before about the family member comes home. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, mom's dead, no big deal. Okay, is there something about them specifically that that would be a common reaction for that individual? Most likely not, but there are definite, real explanations out there. But they lack the emotional investment when it should be there. Things like faking concern or enthusiasm can be identified in situations where the lack of investment emotionally should be there, it's not there, that faking of concern or happiness and enthusiasm kind of shines through for the unpracticed liar. But sometimes it's not deception when they decrease. They're just being very cautious about their statements. Situations that matter that are important, that they've put time into, maybe prepared for, and want to give the best possible verbal responses because this is all about accentuating our verbal communication. So think about those important interviews, job interviews, or maybe a job evaluation of some type, or some type of assessments being done like we do in the military or briefings or, you know, a situation like a briefing where an important person is around that can really affect your life, good, bad, or indifferent, or things like promotions and promotion boards in the military. Other examples of things I know, these types of things can cause a massive decrease in your natural illustrators. Going back to the promotion boards, Part of the ways we sit in there and how those conducted are so professional that if you do talk with illustrators, it will be decreased because it's a requirement. You're not supposed to be doing that when you communicate that way. So that's the other thing. Is there something about that environment that dictates or demands that you behave a certain way that's the opposite of your inherent nature? That's going to cause a decrease. The other thing, too, is part of the reasons I've waited so long to talk about this, because as fun as it can sound, there's so many other detecting deception things that are out there, very common, that we can use, combined together with statements to identify people that are essentially lying. Well, the reason I've waited so long for this is because a rehearsed liar often lacks this. And if I have started early with that, people are like, oh, this person isn't talking with their hands. They're a liar. And I don't like what they're saying. When the fact is you just don't like what they're saying, it doesn't make them a liar. I mean, look at, uh, speaking of a recent podcast, look at presidents when they talk. They follow specific patterns. They use illustrators, but they tend to follow patterns, especially the well-rehearsed orders. Look at, take President Biden, look at any speech he's given where he's standing up on a podium using a teleprompter and compare it to President Trump who's standing up at a podium and has a teleprompter. There's patterns they both exhibit. For one of them, there's certain very natural patterns that they follow and the other one, it's very rehearsed. Doesn't make either one more deceptive than the other, but there's a big difference between the rehearsed person and the non-rehearsed person. And so when you see the rehearsed person, you realize that if they do have those out there, they follow almost like a public speech display where there's patterns you can identify to go along with statements or phrases or the way in which they move their body to communicate. And you say, that is not natural. That's rehearsed. That might help you identify something that is rehearsed. Doesn't mean that rehearsement's a lie, but finding out that something's been rehearsed is a huge help compared to somebody that's doing natural displays that we often misread. Another thing to understand is this is not sign language. This only happens during verbal speech and attempts to communicate. You don't have illustrators when you're using sign language because sign language are a series of signs and hand signals. They're not illustrators. And my sister was deaf for a long time. Sign language is around me all the time. And I'm sure it's possible somebody out there can use sign language or just try to spell something with their hand because they don't know the sign and use an illustrator. I'm sure that's happened. Typically, that's not the case. This is something that goes along with verbal speech. But, like always, previous exposure is your best option. Previous exposure to a person, no matter what you're trying to identify, helps you the most. Previous exposure outside of this situation where you're evaluating them, even if this is just a normal conversation with their friend and you're trying to get information or understand them or read body language without them knowing, all your previous exposure helps you, even if it's subconscious, in identifying their baseline and their patterns so that you can look for those changes. But remember, it's not always that simple. No matter how well you know, the most time it's subconscious. So you have to take rehearsal time to look for those things, to see how they naturally behave, not looking for anything. Just look for their natural, normal, usual, their baseline. It's a far more helpful. That way you have a conscious thing going on there instead of the subconscious belief or identifiers that you've seen in conversation with these individuals. Then you're looking for, I'm going to have this conversation looking for this information you're going to have something similar where you're not looking for information to see what kind of reactions people have on certain subjects. Like, for example, you may know this person gets really unhappy when you talk about a certain subject and behaves differently. So you kind of know where you can go and get around that subject, how close you can get before it sets them off. Same things with things they just don't shut up about or they're really happy about. You look for those and the other things that are similar or skirt territory of the information you want. And this isn't like a professional technique where you're going after people. They're already well rehearsed and trained. This is to help you learn. Then when you come in for that later conversation, you have a plan on what you're doing. You have a conversation with intent where you're looking for these things and trying to get information and figuring out what's the best way to go around and not piss this person off so I can get this thing from them. Or what's the best way to go around and make them excited and happy about this subject without them realizing what I'm doing because they've been down lately. There's a lot of benefits to understanding this and seeing how illustrators work, different behavioral patterns. So I hope this helps you out. It's a fun little subject. Just remember, decrease could be deception, but not always. Increase could be some bad things, but not deception. And just because the decrease is there and you think you know what normal is doesn't mean deception. you got to find all these other clustered information. The Biggest things for the decrease tend to be with rehearsed people. Not necessarily people who are sitting there lying in that state. But if they're lying in that time and it's not rehearsed, you're going to find other indicators and you need those two to be for sure. You need all of them more than this one. There are much more stronger indicators that can be relied on than just only looking at a lack of illustrators because there's so many variables in that situation you could have caused yourself and that's what you want to be careful of.